Howdy, welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. I'm Mike, he's Bobby, and today we're talking about pricing your courses. Pretty excited about this. We've got a special public service announcement for you we'll get to here in a bit. But pricing is, I think this is a great topic because people lose their freaking minds about pricing anything, yeah. right? And it's just, they either, one, like people don't know how to price anything, so they just pull numbers out of thin air, Mm-hmm. And say something else, but you know, I'll be polite for the radio. Might be kids in the car on your commute. Uh, well, I guess you wouldn't take kids on your commute, but whatever. <laughs> That's what you, you don't know how to commute anymore because you work. I online. don't know. I don't know what <laughs> commuting is. Wow. I commute across the hall. <laughs> you've lost. You've lost touch, Mike. You've lost touch. Actually, you've been working from home for a long time, so I can see why. You know, it has been. Um, I'm looking here in my law degree to figure out how long it's been. <laughs> I used to hate driving to work, man. I would, it's been five years, man. Oh, man. Five years I've been working from home. Yeah. So I, I, I had to commute to work. Not, not super, super long. It was about 15 minutes every day. Yeah. Some people have to do way, way more, but I just remember I hated it. It was the worst thing ever. So anyway, we can get back to course pricing, but I, I used feel to you if you are. Commute. My, one of my very first legal jobs, this was before, this was before I was a lawyer. And I would commute from my parents' house to downtown Houston. I live in Clear Lake. So I'm technically a Houston postal code. And it would take me an hour each way, maybe a little longer. But I was driving my 97 Honda Civic. It was a stick shift. Driving a stick shift, like an old stick shift, yeah. In in Houston traffic is horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. You're like you're like having to go, you're like constantly having to shift <laughs> and stop and go. Um so back to courses. Back to courses. Here we are. We we yeah, here we go. So we're talking about pricing. You know, this is tough, right? And I think a lot of people they just pull prices just randomly out of the air. Um, and there's really, there's so many ways to do pricing. There's not a right answer, but it's this really delicate balance between undervaluing your service and your product, overvaluing your service and your product. And, you know, um, and then, you know, how to structure it, how to get people to buy, figuring out like there, there's all these different things you have to figure out. And it's important because you want people to buy, but you yeah. want to make money too. Mm-hmm. You got to find that sweet spot. And so we're going to talk about, you know, high ticket versus low ticket, tiered pricing, membership subscription models, and kind of how you can kind of escalate your cost over time um, as we've done. And uh, yeah, we're going to dive into it. So let's do it. Dun, dun, dun. You know, one of the things I don't agree with that you hear all the time with course pricing is the the whole like, well, maybe I do agree with it on some level, but like I noticed this with our course. A lot of people say if you underprice a course, 
compared to the market or if you price it too low, you get the wrong kind of people. And I, I guess there's like some aspect of that where you get a lot of like refund sort of seekers and stuff like that. But like people talk about all the time, like it's like you're going to get like horrible students if you don't like put your pricing super high. Um, and I don't really believe in that because like the Facebook side of course, like we have some really, really awesome students and that, that course compared to the market is way underpriced. Super I mean, low. it's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we initially came out with that at 247 and everybody, I mean, you can't even buy most Facebook ad courses for less than a grand. Some of them are up to like 10 grand. Um, and so we knew we were way underpricing it, but like we have, we, we have so many awesome students that bought at that price point. So I just, like when I hear people say like, you know, you're going to get low quality students if you don't, you know, price your stuff at a high level. I just don't really agree with that. But there are issues that come up with. Here's something that's really interesting though. And I'm, you know, we, most of our students are general population, right? Yeah. Yeah. Regular people, you know, just, just like us, just like your mom and dad, your neighbor, like just regular good people. Right. Yeah. And when, when you hear that, like, about pricing and about putting it too low. I think when you're talking about regular people, it's not, I think you're right. It's not the case. Yeah. When you're talking about the people from the online business community. Yeah. It's a different, I world. think it's very true, Yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneur types, you know, right. that, very much jump from product to product and they're going to all the webinars and they're downloading all the freebies and they're doing a whole lot of nothing and lower prices tend to attract those people in that industry. Yeah. It's just interesting. So that I think that is a kind of a delineation there. Right. The reason I started with that, the reason I brought it up is just because it's such common advice. Like I, re- I remember right. the first time I tried to come up with any kind of course pricing for, I think the make money marketing course or whatever. I remember hearing that advice, like don't price it too low or you're going to get like crappy students. And I think it's just more nuanced than that. It's like you said, I mean, we, there are different, you have to price it for the audience. Right. And so it's like, that's 100%. what we went and looked. So when we figured out the 247 pricing and, and all of that, the reason we went with that route, even though most of these Facebook ad courses are much more expensive is because we looked at, at the time we didn't have a laptop empire's audience. Like it was, everything was just, we were launching the millennial money man list. And so we looked at like who those students are and they're people that want to make more money, save more money, pay off debt. And it was something that we wanted to make. Like it's a side hustle. You can make a grand or two grand a month. Uh, And we wanted it to be really accessible for people because we wanted people to actually use the course and be able to, to kind of reach those goals. And I felt like, cause I remember we had these conversations and, and you were like, man, that's really, that's priced like really, really low. And I was like, yeah, but I think it's the right price for the audience. And then we kind of talked about it cause I wanted to price it actually lower. I think I wanted to go. Yeah, like, we, we had to talk about it for sure. And, and then I think you bumped me up a little bit. Well, yeah, I but, think originally you wanted to do like $97 and I was like, yeah and it wouldn't have been worth it at that point yeah and but that was kind of the thing it was like we had to kind of go back and forth and decide like okay who's the audience like who are we selling this thing to how can we get it in the most people's hands and do the most good with it that like those are those are conversations we had and i think that that you know goes into the whole low versus high conversation like how how where do you price your course and well let's talk about this knowing your audience thing first because i think it's super important and it guides all of your decisions and so for perspective for the listener it for us you have to realize that when we were starting 
discourse, we were not intending to build laptop empires as this business. Right. Right. The course was a joint venture product that was us combining our expertise for Bobby's audience at Millennial Money Man. Yeah. That was what it was. It was going to be a one-time thing, right? Or maybe something that we built and then we offered twice a year, whatever. It was not going to be this big thing. So when we were looking at it, we were thinking, all right, this is a personal finance audience, people that are saving money to pay down debt, invest, do that kind of thing. And the message of to that audience was be responsible with your money. And so it made no sense to say, be responsible with your money, but spend two grand to buy our course on how to make money. Yeah. That there was just this big disconnect there. Right. And so, whereas now, if you look at even like the 397 price point, it was like, you know, we have the 397 and there's the $47 per month coaching and support. It's optional. And it, and the way it's set up, it's like, okay, if you buy this course and you get one year of support and you land one client in that year, you are profitable, mm-hmm. right? Like you have paid off all of that, all that personalized coaching and support and the education and you're profitable, right? right. And so, and just from one month. And so like that now, it makes sense. It's a, it's a, it's a good value. And it's one of those things that Bobby's always telling his students, if they say they don't have the money for it, he's like, save up for it, budget for it. You know, don't, don't throw this on your credit card. I'm going to debt, you know? And so it makes sense. And it's a, it's a reasonable amount to save up to, right? It's not like overwhelming, you know, saving $2,000 for a course, which is pretty common for a comparable Facebook course. You know, it's tough. It's out of reach. And so I think you've got that. You've got to know that. And then we talk about, I'll say this next part when we talk to low versus high ticket, but you have to think about who you're selling to. And yeah. what makes sense for them. And, and that, that has a big impact, right? Because, you know, if you're creating a, a product that is for business owners, it might have a totally different price tag and structure. If, if, if I were creating a product on, you know, how to go from being a solopreneur Facebook ad manager to hiring a team and building an agency, I'm going to charge a lot more for that course, thousands of dollars, you know, probably a 5k plus price tag Mm -hmm. because it's one, it's incredibly valuable information. I paid a lot of thousands of dollars to be mentored on how to do that myself. And then I learned a lot on my own. But then the other thing is you look at the audience I don't want somebody who only has is only making two to three thousand dollars per month doing this because they're not ready for it yet. They're not the right audience, yeah. right? I want somebody that has ten to fifteen clients that's mm-hmm. making ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month, and they want to scale, you know, or they want to free up more time. And so my price is not only a filter; it's also the value of the content, and it's people aimed at people that can afford it. Right? right. And so yeah. you've got to take all these things into consideration. So you've got to think about who is it for? What is the value of it? What is the goal? Right. And I think just using ours as an example one more time, our course is a side hustle course. It's about getting a client or two. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can do like some of our clients and get a bunch of clients and go into become a full-time gig, but that wasn't the goal. Right. And so, that, so we want it to be affordable because the goal is for you to get a client or yeah. two. 
not get, not build a six figure Facebook ad business, right? That's a different course. Right. You no. Know? So, uh, so I think you got to keep all, all these things you got to think about and you got to talk through and it's tough. Yeah. And then, but then on the flip side, on the lower, on the, like the lower pricing stuff, I see people all the time that underprice the crap out of their courses and they're like, right. you know, they, they put out some kind of really seems to be a really good product and they'll price it like $47 because they're, they're afraid to sell it. Like they're afraid of like the blowback mm-hmm. or they're afraid nobody's going to buy it. You know, and like right. what, what I've realized, especially over the, just the past year and a half of doing this you could get pretty much anybody to buy anything at any price point if the copy is good enough and the offer is good enough and, and the promise is good enough and all of that stuff. Like the value matches the price. Yeah, the value matches the price point. Like selling it isn't necessarily the problem. It's just like you don't want to get to the point where you are underpricing so much that it's not worth it to, to do the product because we've talked about it on this podcast before, like every course that you put out is like a separate business. And it's, it's mm-hmm. a lot of work. Like we've put so much work into the Facebook side hustle course and, and making it right. And, and the coaching community and all that stuff. And so if you come out with this really awesome product and you underprice the crap out of it, you're not going to want to like when it gets down the road, six months down the road, you're going to be shooting yourself in, or not shooting yourself, but you're gonna be kicking yourself. Don't shoot yourself. You'll be kicking yourself. Cause you're going to be like, man, why did I underprice this so much? And then you've got to try to like really jack up your prices to get it up to the value that you want it to be. So, you know, that's the hard thing too. And I think a lot of it comes from like, you just have to be more confident that your services and the knowledge that you have are valuable. A lot of people struggle right. with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the confidence thing is so huge, right? Yeah. It's so huge. And part of it is it, we see the same thing with our students. Like when it's talking about pricing their services and earning a thousand dollars or whatever, you know, like I've got, you know, I woke up this morning, you know, to a, a referral for a client, you know, and I'm will not take that client on. Well, I, I don't really want to take clients right now, but I would not take that client on if I were taking clients for less than $2,500 per right. month. Boom. That's it. But I'm confident I can deliver the result. I have no concern about that whatsoever, which that takes time to build up. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that like you, you have to know the values there, right? Like I could, I did not used to be able to just do that, put that number out there. I right. started off doing a thousand dollars per month. And even that, you know, that was tough. And I only raised the prices over time as I felt confident in my ability to deliver the result and get them that ROI that the value was there. If, if you're just starting out and you were to go, you know, for example, if I were going to, to offer the exact same service to this guy and I was going to charge him $8,000 per month, there are certain things with ads where that could be like legit pricing for the, right. for the management. But for what that guy would need, I couldn't do that. Not <laughs> right. Because, right. Because I would not feel like it's worth it. Right. I think a big guiding light for me uh, in business stuff is like, I don't want to feel like a shitty person <laughs> because of anything that I do in business. Like I want to feel good about the stuff I do. And so you need your price point needs to be something you feel good about but you also can't be scared to sell. You've right. got to make money. You've got to be able to make it worth the time, worth the investment and profitable. So yeah. there's like a fine balance there. So let's talk about this high ticket versus low ticket and you know what you should do and how that should work. Um, you know, I think one thing to consider is looking at what's going on in the industry. What are other people doing? Kind of finding that sweet spot, you know, um, and then I think another part is 
you, I think you can go about this and decide kind of what you want to deliver and then set the price point based on that. Or if there's a certain price point that I guess you could go like, I want to charge this much and you could set the delivery vehicle of the course to that price. But to me, I think it's yeah. almost better to set the price based on what you want to deliver. Like it doesn't make sense to work backwards there. Yeah. So, I think you have to think about the ROI for the people, for the people that are going to be buying 100%. the course. Like if, if you and I were to put out like, you know, a coaching program on selling courses, which we may or may not be doing soonish, uh, we would look wink, at the wink. ROI. Yeah. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> we would look at the ROI, the potential ROI of what that course and what our knowledge and what we're giving the people is, you know, like with the Facebook side hustle course, it's like you said, you look at it and you go, okay, we know that people can make their investment back you know, with one client really quickly. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's kind of a no brainer, especially for that audience. Um, if you're selling a higher ticket product, um, you know, you, it's, you can't sell a service that's not very valuable that they're not going to see ROI on in a relatively short amount of time. Like you can't price something that that's not a high ROI piece of information at like $10,000. Cause then it just doesn't make sense. There's a disconnect and it's, you're basically just kind of ripping people right. off at that point. So yeah. you got to look at like, what can they do with the course? How much money can they make from the course? So this is great, this concept of looking at the ROI and the result and the value of that. But I would take it a step further and say it's not just about money, right? Like for us, a lot of times that's the metric because we are in the helping people make money business. Right. But I think there's, there's the monetary return and then there's the time return, right? And, mm -hmm. and there's just the value of like the problem you're solving, you know? So for example, when people come to me for coaching to set up their systems and, and team and like build out a team, build out systems and that kind of stuff that I charge a lot of money for that. And it's not necessarily going to earn them an ROI right away because it's not going to bring them new clients or anything like that. They're going to actually spend money. They're going to hire people. They're going to spend time. They're going to be implementing these things. But the value is high for two reasons. One, it's going to allow them to get it right, right away and save a lot of time because they're going to be able to get to the point they want to get to faster. And then the second thing is it is going to give them time back in their life. It's going to give them balance, right? So if they're able to bring these team members in, if they're able to do the same work in less hours and spend more time with their family, the value on that is extremely high, right? right. And so you always got to think about there, there's the monetary value, but there's also the time value. And then there might be some other value metric that can be calculated into this, yeah. right? And so, and, and when you're looking at pricing too, you know, there's a lot of things that you can look at between like how is the course delivered can ha have a big impact on value, right? Are you just providing information and it's a do-it-yourself product, yeah. right? Is there a support component, right? Or not? Is it a do-it-with-you kind of component, right? Which, you know, and you, you, you kind of have the do-it-yourself, done-with-you, done-for-you kind yeah. of hierarchy. But, you know, if something is about implementation, that has a higher value, right. right? And so this kind of like top secret, you know, thing, like for us, like we're working on a course implementation thing. I don't want to call it a product because it's not really a product. It's Bobby and I helping somebody go from no product to 
launching a profitable product in a specific time period, right? right? And so there's the speed element, there's the helping you implement, right? There's making it easier by giving templates, that kind of thing. Like it's that implementation kind of thing has a lot higher value. Yeah. And, and it's about the result, right? And so you got to think about when you're thinking about how to price, you got to think about what is the result you're going to get for the client and how much is that worth? And then you got to think about the delivery method because yeah. the combination of the result and the delivery method is really going to determine your pricing in yeah. my view. Yeah. And man, this is <laughs> when we started this, uh, when, when we came up with the topic episode or topic for this episode, I was like, yeah, this would be pretty simple, but this is a real, it's a very nuanced thing. Like there's a lot to, to pricing and I'm going to bring up an example of myself when I kind of like made a mistake with pricing. So Grant Sabatier, we had him on the podcast. I don't know which episode uh, we had him on the podcast. Uh, him and I did a mastermind kind of like a mastermind coaching sort of thing together for, and it was like a six month thing where we jump on a webinar uh, and we did like a live webinar and did Q and a and stuff. And we did that for six months and there was a Facebook group attached to it. And we charged a thousand dollars ahead for that one. And we launched it and it went pretty well. I think we did about dollars $25,000 on the first like iteration of it. But what happened, it took like <laughs> six months is a long freaking time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was like in the beginning, I was like, wow, you know, this is great money. But as I started getting to like month five, month six, I was like, man, I really should have listened to everybody that was telling me I shouldn't do six months because this is a long time to like provide support right. and provide feedback and all that kind of stuff. And, and so that was one of the things like, I had to think about how much time is actually going into this. And if I walk away from this, you know, we split it 50, 50 and I walk away with $12,000. Like at this point in my career is that is giving six months of my time to someone else worth that, that amount of money. And so like at this point in my career, I would say, no, I mean, I'm not like upset that I did it. I, I think it was really good. We helped a lot of people and it was actually a lot of fun, but like looking at the ROI of like, could I have spent that time doing something else to make myself more money? Probably. But the flip side of that, if I, if this was three years ago and I had made $12,000 from this thing, I would have been freaking stoked to have (laughs) six months. Like I would have been like, hell yeah, man, that's awesome. So you have to kind of look at where, like the pricing is relative to where you are in your business too. And where you are like financially and everything else. Like, you know, if I was going to go back and do that coaching program again, I would probably do three months and I would probably do like five grand. (laughs) I would do quite a bit more. And it's yeah. also, it's also tied to your experience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm telling you guys listening to this, nothing sends me into a nerd rage more <laughs> than seeing somebody online putting out a course or info product on something that I know they don't know anything about or don't have enough experience to be coaching on. Yeah. Drives me up the freaking wall. <laughs> I'm not, dude, that's the problem in our industry. I am not a fan of like, if you are putting out courses and you are, you are getting people to pay for stuff and you haven't actually been there, you haven't actually done it. Yes. There's a lot of people that are selling courses on like how to make money online when they really haven't made very much money online. And that's, that's a frustrating thing because it hurts the entire industry. Uh, It hurts people like us because there's an inherent like distrust built in with people because they've seen so many of these people that are like, they're not really experts necessarily in the subject right. matter. Maybe they've done okay. Like they've made a little bit of money online and yeah. like they they've done okay, but they haven't really made it to that like next tier, next level. And they don't yeah. really. And so it's more like they're doing more of like 
pay me is we'll figure it out together. <laughs> like it's just, I hate, oh, I I hate, hate that. that so much. I hate that. Or, you know, the don't, don't teach people. I'm going to teach you how to make a profitable blog when you haven't built like an extremely profitable blog or yeah. I know a guy personally that is working for another company and the product is helping people go from the six figure mark to the seven figure mark. And he's one of the coaches. I know for a fact that guy hasn't even made the six figure mark. Like, right. There's so much of that. Yeah, I know. And it's frustrating. And you have to, that's something else you have to deal with when you're pricing these courses. You got to think about yeah. that so, kind of stuff. And here's, here's a good example of this, right? This is, a, this is a perfect example, right? If Bobby created a blogging product, he could create a blogging product. He's had a successful blog, mm-hmm. right? And he could charge decent money for it. Then you've got Larry, who we brought on as a consultant, who sold his blog for $6 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. He could create a more expensive blogging product than Bobby yes, because he's a more successful blogger than Bobby, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I shouldn't be selling a blogging course straight right. up yeah. because I'm not a blogger. I've never yeah. built a successful blog. Now, I've helped people grow successful blogs with paid traffic. So I could do a course on that. Right. Right. You know, like you gotta, you gotta know these things. It's the same thing. Like right now, I'm not going to turn around and start doing training on how to grow a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel has 700 subscribers. I am not a successful YouTuber yet. Right. So like, you know, that's one of those things. Now I might do like on my channel, I might, or on this podcast, we might do an episode on like what I've learned in the first six months having a YouTube channel. That's legit. Cause I'm not like trying to, you know, do more. So you gotta, you gotta be careful yeah. about that because, and here's the other thing too, you cannot do anything alone. You can't grow a course or a product on your own. You're going to need to lean on other people in the industry. You're going to want affiliates. You're going to want advice from people. If you are trying to sell something or you're portraying yourself as knowing something that you are not sufficiently an expert in or don't have sufficient success in, you are going to lose the respect of those people and they are not going to help you. Right. That's, yeah. a big, that's a big thing. We probably, this was totally a sidebar, but I think it was important. Yeah. I want to, before we kind of move on to like memberships and that kind of stuff, like I want to try to filter this down because we've kind of talked I, about some. I want to slice that. And put we'll talk about that in another episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, because because a, I think there's still so much more to unpack on just the pricing, like high versus low, and the value propositions. Let's we'll try to let's try to like what, what are the what are the big point takeaway points so far? Because I think you know we we've talked about this, and there's a lot. One, don't create a product on something that you don't have sufficient expertise in. Right. I think your pricing is a combination of your experience, the value or usefulness that you're providing, right? ROI, both monetary ROI, time ROI, and result, like like the value of the result. Right. Um, and then it, I think it depends on your audience as well. I think it depends on the delivery method. So there's a lot of factors there, but I think just kind of in summary, when you're setting that pricing, you need to think about who is my audience and what do they need? Because that's the first step of like creating the course, right? Is you got to say, who's my audience? and What right. do they need? And make sure you're selling something they need. And then you look at that and go, okay, what's the value of this thing? And then you sit back and go, okay, what's the best way to get them the result? That's your delivery method. Yeah. And then that is going to have a big impact on the price. If it's something that can just be, here's course, here's videos, go implement then that might be a little cheaper than if there's a coaching component 
right? Yeah. Text, you know, the delivery method text versus video might be different, right? right? The the depth of the course might change it, you know. So like all of that, how you deliver it has a huge impact. Yeah. I don't know if we were going to talk about this next, but I think this fits well with what we're talking about. And that's like discounting your course, selling you, you know, mm-hmm. like selling your course at like deep discounts all the time. Cause we see that a lot from people that, that have good courses that just discount them so much that it's like, it's almost like out of fear they're discounting cause they're worried they won't sell any. And then they're leaving so much money on the table. And we, I, I hate sales. Yeah. We've, we've done some sale. I mean, like we, you know, we do some sales of the course, but we don't do like these massive discounts or anything like that. And we're pretty sparing on how much we actually like sell, you know, put it on sale because we, the reality is like, we know the course is way more valuable than what we're charging for it anyway. And right. You know, it, it's one of those things like sometimes we'll use it as like, we'll use like a $50 discount as like a nudge to get people over the edge. But like, we're never doing like a half off sale you or don't like want to be Kohl's. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know if you're listening to this, I'm, Kohl's is probably regional, but the store and the problem with Kohl's is that every time you go to Kohl's, you're going to save a ton of money. But everybody knows they just marked up their prices. <laughs> they can make everything 40% off right. every single day. So you're not really saving money. And so right. like, that's an issue. Like that's something you've got to deal with. But yeah. I'm just not a big fan of sales. Like yeah. I think there's certain times, there's a time and a place. And, and you also have to be careful. Like I'm a big believer in you don't ever want to discount something below what your founding members paid. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because, because like, to me, that's like sacred. Those people took a chance on you. Right. They deserve to always have the best price of all time. Now that's me, you know, a lot of people don't do that, but no, um, I agree with that. Cause I mean, you have, when you sell a course, here's what, I mean, here's what happened with us. I mean, if you sell a course and nobody, when I put this out to the millennial money man community, like I hadn't really sold a course before, it was a lot of people took like a very big leap of faith just based on, on my reputation. And like, they were just like, I like Bobby. I trust him. I'm going to buy this course. Like that means something to me. And that's a, that's a big deal. And so when we put it out at 247 and we had four or 500 people jump in, like those people to me, I'm like, they're in like a special club. We actually had like special t-shirts made. Like we had all, and the, it was like a very, very tight knit and still is today. Uh, very tight knit and we're very tight with that group of people that jumped in initially because those people are your first customers. They supported your business. Like you can't do business without those people. And so then if you start going back and you start offering, and if you tell them, you know, this is a big deal. Like if you tell them this is, you know, the founder's rate, lowest price it'll ever be. Yeah. And then you start going back and you start selling it for less just to sell more courses or whatever. Like then then you're undercutting all of those people that took a leap of faith on you. So I think it is important to, to hold that price point you know, the founder rate or whatever, like make sure that that is the floor and you never go to that again. And then it's just, you know, other people didn't jump in when they, you know, it's sorry. You didn't jump in when the the original people did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about this discount thing. Cause there's a couple of reasons, you know, people are probably like, why do you not like sales? And because they are effective, you know, Mm -hmm. there are people in this world, like my wife who only want to buy things that are discounted, you know? And like, I, I tell her all the time, I'm like, honey, just because you're saving money on something, don't mean you got to buy it. Doesn't mean you got to buy it. It's a good deal. How does that, Great. How does that work out for you? 
It doesn't. It's just yeah. whatever. But you know, <laughs> I'm just like she'll she'll come home and she'll be like, "Look at all this stuff I got." It's like kids' clothes, right? Like my my boys have more sneakers than I've had in my life, and it's like, "Look at this! I got all of these shoes." You know, and they were all like 85% off. And I'm like, cool. How much was it? I paid $400. What? You know, like, <laughs> I see so she's much a, money. She's uh, a coupon master. Is it coupon? That was coupon. 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 Yeah. Coupon. I don't know. It was an extreme. That was an extreme. That's not a legit example, but I'm just trying to perform. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you've got people like that. You've got people that they, sales will nudge people. Discounts will nudge people. But you can also create an expectation of a sale. You know, and, and so if you are constantly doing sales, then the times you don't do sales, people will wait until yeah. the next time. And if you're, and, and you're going to, the more you do them, the more you have people messaging you asking for discounts and that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, you mentioned earlier about, um, you don't know if you want the people that are, you know, if you, if the, if the course was priced too low, you'd get the wrong kind of people. Like that's not necessarily always true, but something in a similar vein that I think is a little more true is people that are seeking discounts all the time. You know, like right. if, if somebody is shopping around, like I want somebody to join my course cause they believe it's the best option for them. Yeah. Not because it had the biggest coupon now. And there's people that it's like, look, I can, that, I understand, you know, like for sometimes when we do a sale or like, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm saving that 50 bucks or whatever that that actually can make it so that people can afford it. Like we try to make it as, as priced to be as low of a barrier, barrier as possible. So everybody can get access, but so and there's, there's positive, there's positives and negatives, right? Like, and for me, it's the, I don't like the expectation of a sale, right? right? Because like we set the price to what we thought was fair and we thought was like a high value exchange. Like yeah. that's, I want every product. We've talked about this with lead magnets, right? I want everything that we create to be worth 10 times what we sell it for. Right. So I already think it's a good deal. What? Well, yeah. Both, both of our courses already are like way, way, way underpriced, but that's okay. But yeah, it's just, that's one of those things that I see people do these massive, massive, like 50% off discounts and stuff. Every time that they, they do anything with the course, they'll, they'll do big sales. And I just think you're undercutting yourself. You know, then you're cold, but then you're Coles and that's your real price. Your real price is 50% right. because that's right. what you sell it for every time, you know, then you might as well just price it at that. You know, the other thing I just thought about this, this is a little bit off topic and I, it's just something I hate the people that email us and ask us to scholarship them. The course I did the air quotes, the people I had that somebody do that yesterday, man, they, yeah, he asked if um, he asked if he could pay me out of his earnings after he implemented it. I'm like, we yeah, we take a strong stance on that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't want people to be, because of the personal finance blogger in me, and just I think it's like the good good right thing to do. Like we don't want people buying the course and like paying us out like in little tiny payments over the course of whatever like our kind of stance is don't put it on a credit card because we just can't afford the course. Like it, it'll be there later down the road. Like it's going to be okay. Like just do this when you're actually ready um, to people that, that want to join the course and like put it on a credit card or like negotiate some kind of payment plan. A lot of times they're desperate and they want something that's going to make them money like tomorrow. And then what you find is the course is upset and they ask for a refund. Yeah. And- 
threaten to sue you and like seriously from like, yeah from the course owners every time yeah and people you know it's like people wonder sometimes like we have we have low refund rates and we we are pretty like we stick to our refund policy because the deal is people do try to like steal the courses from you and people do try to come in and like you know they'll take the entire course and then right before the course the uh, refund deadline comes up like they'll try to get their money back like which i think is a is a form of theft um but people do like try to take advantage of you in that way so like when people are kind of coming in and they're a little bit more desperate our inclination is to say no like wait like just save up pay for it when you're totally ready then there's like no stress around it and you can really dig into the course and you don't have to be freaking out that you need to like make that money back in in a week or two and it just, it, it, I think it cuts back on time for our team having to do like refund stuff. It's less stressful for us. It's less stressful for the, the customer. So that's something you got to think about. You know, you shouldn't ever sell courses out of desperation or sell courses to desperate people. And you have to protect the success rate and reputation of your mm-hmm. product, right? And not everybody is going to be successful with our course. We know that. We want everyone to be successful. We give everyone all of the tools. We try to lay out the path as much as possible, give all the support we can. But some people aren't going to do the work. Some people, it's not going to be a good fit. Like it just, it happens, right? Like our goal is just, no matter what you create, not everyone's going to be successful. So our goal is just, let's create more successes than the industry standard or whatever, you know, like as many as we possibly can. But you have to protect the reputation, the success of your product. And that means sometimes seeing it's like with clients, right? Like you need to see red flags and know, I know certain behaviors mean this person will hire me for a month and bail. Right. And I try to avoid that. And it's the same thing with courses. Certain behaviors might lead to somebody asking for a refund or not having success. And so a good example of that is like giving somebody the course. I never want to give somebody the course Right. I want to give it to people all the time because I have a bleeding heart for some of the stories we hear. Yeah. But I also know that people don't value things that are free. Right. Right. And so sure. if you really need it and really want this opportunity and you have to pay for it and it hurts a little bit, you are going to make sure you get an ROI and that you're successful. Yeah. If it's given to you for free, or it's given to you and you're going to pay out of the proceeds, you're not going to be as motivated because there's no negative. And we are more motivated by negatives than positives. It's just human nature. And so to me, like giving somebody the course is dangerous because they're not having success and then they're vocal about it and it hurts the reputation of the course. And so then, and then the success is not so much about the course. It's about that person didn't have the proper motivation. Yeah. They didn't have that investment. Right. Yeah. And so I think like that's important too. So, and that's, that's something too with pricing, like to bring this back on, on track, like you think that it, this is the price it should be. And, and Bobby said something like you can sell it for more. Don't be afraid to sell it. Don't be afraid to price it higher. Mm-hmm. Pricing something a little higher than maybe you're comfortable with will improve your success rate. Mm. Yeah. Right. Cause you're going to, you're going to be people will be more invested. That was a risk of us having a lower price course was that by being a smaller investment, there was less pain to motivate people. But on the flip side, like we've gotten, we're in this nice sweet spot where it's affordable, but it's still a good investment. 
for right. a lot of people, you know? Um, and it's not like, a, okay, this thing's $2,000. Now it's a desperate investment for people. You know, right. I remember the first time what got me into Facebook ads, my first business, I hired a Facebook ads person and I had a horrible experience. <laughs> felt like I got screwed, but I had invested so much that I felt very desperate because it hurt. Like right. it hurt to get screwed over. I took a big chance, you know? And so like, you, you've got to balance that, you know, like that, that's a, uh, it's tough pricing stuff guys. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. I thought of one last little piece that it has to do with pricing and it, it goes back to like customers and kind of the red flag thing where it's like you, you know, you just see these patterns over time of people where you like, man, they're not going to be happy with the course. They're not going to, they're going to, you know, email us in two weeks and tell us how, whatever, like people just, people are crazy. <laughs> um, but one of the things that like, is a red flag for me where I don't want to sell the course. Like I don't want the person in our course community. Like I just don't want them there. People that go like, Hey, you know, your course is this much, but I found this other similar course that is a little bit cheaper. Yeah. You know, and they basically are asking you like, they want you to price match like Walmart. Yeah. Well price match and just like almost like a, you know, why do you think that your course is blah, blah, blah. And they want you to like really hard sell them on the course and like, like convince them to buy the course. And, and my thought is one, I don't have time to do that Two, If I have to convince you, if I have to sit down and like explain to you why the course is priced where it is and all that stuff, like you're probably just not ready for it. Like if you know, like you got to think of this stuff from the course creator perspective, as you know, a lot of you are going to be course creators listening to this. Like you can't sit there and have to justify your pricing to everybody all the time because it's a time suck. And a lot of the times the people that want that are not going to be good students. Like they're going to be the people that complain about the course. Like it's just one of those red flag things. It's, it's crazy how almost like formulaic is. <laughs> when people come in with those kind of questions, they always become the problem students. They don't do the work in, you know, they want a refund after they've taken the whole course and stuff like that. Right. Right. So I realized like this last little chunk has been like kind of depressing as you're like, <laughs> it's a little more negative. Like, is it just, you know, we, we want, we got to be real with y'all. Like we want to yeah. give you the good with the bad, you know, and, and this isn't bad. It's just like, these are like tough lessons. Like you've got to be a little tough about things. So thought it was important, but I want to kind of bring it back to a happier place. <laughs> and I want to talk <laughs> about, I think the last thing with pricing, which is, and this is anything with business. And this is so hard. We've we talked about this recently on a, on a recent episode. Like you have to build around your life and what you want out of life. So yeah. when we talked about your pricing is very dependent on the delivery and you want to choose a delivery method that's going to get people the best result. You also have to create a delivery method that is going to create the life you want. Right. And you got to think about your missions, your needs, your desires, all those kinds of things. And so a lower cost versus a higher cost, like all of these things have very different impacts. And so, you know, to give you an example, like you got to think about what is your goal? Like, what is your goal with your, your business that you're doing? Our mission in laptop empires, like we've said this many times is very clearly, you know, written. It's like, it's a three part thing. One we want to make a big old pile of money so we can create an amazing life for ourselves and our families. Mm -hmm. Two, we want to help other people make a big old pile of money so they can create an amazing life for themselves and their families. And three, we want to have a damn good time doing it. Like that's like our philosophy on things. And right. so that played a big impact on our pricing because we said, okay, 
we want to make money, but we want to impact a lot of people, right? And so we chose to make a lower cost course and take a volume approach because we want to help create as many successful entrepreneurs as we can. We want to have as many students as we can. And that had a big impact. That might not be everybody's mission, right? And so you might have a higher price course with less amount of students, but we wanted volume. We wanted as many students as we could, right? And that is really helping part two of our mission. But it's also helping part one because we're creating a lot of buyers. And right. as our students grow and they develop, they're going to need other things. And then we're going to be able to sell them the next step and that kind of stuff. And that's going to help us with part one as well. And right. also help with part two again, right? Yep. Helping them. So knowing your mission like that can have a big impact. And then just like knowing like what you want out of life. Bobby and I are in a place we know like with a higher ticket thing usually involves like phone sales and stuff. And we know we don't really want to sell over the phone. Like we don't want to do that. Right. Maybe we can hire it out, but like we don't want to do that personally. You know, right. we do live calls and things, but like we don't want to do coaching. We don't want to be on the phone with people every week for hours and just have all this like call time, right? We want more leverage. We want to be able to step away. We've both had very active businesses. We want to be able to get people results, but also have that time leverage where the thing, we're not selling our time, we're selling the product and it can be scaled infinitely, right? And, and so that's one of the reasons we love courses. So you've got to think about that. You got to think about the delivery of the, you know, is there going to be, is it going to be a lower ticket or higher ticket? Is it a done, do it yourself? Is it a done with you? Is right. there support attached coaching and support? If so, what level of support, how much are you doing? Right. You have to think of all these things. And the more you do, the more of yourself that you're giving, the higher the price will be. Right. Yeah. But you got to find that sweet spot. Where's that spot where you're earning what you want to earn, but you're having the time balance that you want, you know, you're providing the value you want. You've got to both take into consideration student and yourself. Yeah. And there's no formula, right? It's very woo-woo zen. It is very woo-woo zen. It's funny. Man, yeah, I didn't realize, like, I thought this topic was so cut and dry, but it's, man, there's a lot that goes into pricing. But at the end of the day, you just got to kind of, you got to evaluate it, like, you know, do what we did and talk about the, what we talked about in the beginning. And you just got to pick something and go with it. Like that's, yep. you know, you can sit here forever and be like pros and cons and this and that. At the end of the day, like, you know, evaluate, go with your gut after you evaluate and then just like do it. And then you can always, you know, you can bump up your prices. Like we're going to in September for the Facebook side hustle course. Yeah. Like you can do that over time to get the, get the price to where you feel like it really, really needs to be. Yeah. And, and that's, if you're not sure, go lower, right? Yeah. Like, like now I don't feel that way about everything. Like, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, you know, I talked to like some of my clients are doing coaching. I'm like, you got to charge more, bro. Like you got to go yeah. more than that. Like you're, de you're delivering a whatever, you know, product and you're way too cheap, but you know, start a little lower, get buyers and then raise the cost over time. That will help you sell it too. Yeah. Hey, this is our very first launch. The course price is going to go up by a hundred dollars next time I sell it. Yeah. And then it's going to go up by $100 and you just keep raising the price until you find that sweet spot, right? Yeah. And I do want to, I don't want to confuse people because like when you say go lower, because we started off the episode, oh. like don't lowball. Like there's a difference between like lowballing the course, like just making it ridiculously too cheap to where it's not worth it for you to do it. 
And then there's, you know, evaluating like we talked about and kind of figuring out that range that feels good. And then you can go to the lower end of your range and then you can move up from there. Like, I just wanted to clarify that for people. So they're not like, wait, but you guys said, you know, if you want to sell the thing for 300, it's okay to start at 200. Right. And work your way up, you know? And so just to give you an example, how we did that, our founding launch, our, our first launch was 247. The next launch was 297. And then I think the next launch was 397. Uh, the third one. We might have kept it at 297 for a little bit. I, we'd have to go back and look. At I it. don't know. So the <laughs> third or fourth launch went to 397. It's been that way for a year. Right. A year. Right. And now, and that's kind of like we mentioned in the beginning when it kind of like our big announcement, the Facebook side hustle course is going up to 497 mm-hmm. after the September launch. Yeah. So we have a launch coming up mid September. The yeah, it's like third week of September. 16th, 19th, 12th. 16th. I don't know. 16th. Okay. So week. September 16th, mid September, last chance to get it for 397 before yeah. it goes up to 497. And it'll probably stay there. So, but like, so you can do that. Work your way up, build that confidence. Right. At the end of the day, whatever you choose for pricing, make sure you feel good about it. Make sure you can go to sleep. Make sure you don't, don't doubt. Like there's a difference between having doubts about the price because you're scared and having doubts about the price because you feel bad. You're scamming people. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, so no, feel the difference between like going, if you feel like this isn't valuable enough for that price, you have a problem, rethink the price or add more value. Right. But if you're just like, I'm scared. I don't know if anyone will buy it. That's okay. That's perfectly normal. <laughs> right. Man, big topic, but good topic. I definitely yeah, hope this helps. I hope this helps some, some people kind of get this that sorted. Fun. Let us know if you guys like this course, the course topic stuff. Info products are fun. We love talking about this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we can talk about it more, but at the end of the day, we want to talk about what you want to listen to. So yeah. let us know. Subscribe to the show. We will see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out. We out.